This is Verve, the style podcast, your only source for everything fashion on the internet. We're your hosts. I'm Katie Gassman. And I'm Anna Grace Averett. With a combined 10 years of experience in e-commerce fashion, from buying and styling to visual merchandising and content creation, Katie and I know firsthand how the internet is reshaping the fashion industry. We sit down with your favorite creators and the next wave of innovators to discuss how they're pushing fashion forward and break down five of their favorite fits. On our solo episodes, we get into the latest fashion news, runway shows, internet trends, pop culture. It's basically like going to happy hour with your fashion besties. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and follow along on TikTok and Instagram to see what we're wearing. I'm at Katie Gassman, two S's, two N's. And I'm at Anna Grace Averett. That's A-V as in Valentino, E-R-E-T-T. So sit back with your mandatory three beverages and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Verve. We are so excited because I'm sure you can tell this is an absolutely top-notch audio experience that you're listening to right now. We've had some struggles, some learnings, some, you know, we're always learning, growing. We are expanding girlies at any second of the day. But imagine that this audio quality isn't better and that we're just saying all of this. So fingers crossed. Okay, don't put that (laughs) out there. Don't put that out there. No, this is a thousand percent good. So we are so excited to bring you today a nice, like a retro type of episode. It's chatty. We've got lots of topics to discuss. None of them really go together, but that's not why you're here. You're here to listen to us. You're here to listen to our commentary because obviously we're so insightful. Commentary on top-notch audio. Exactly. So let's kick it off with the first thing that we have, which is Anna Grace's super exciting news. Yes. Okay. I literally keep forgetting to talk about this. Every time we record, we've been so um, caught up in all the fashion week, fashion months around the world that I had some really exciting news that I never shared. I was approached by a writer, Maria Santa Poggi, who was writing a piece for Glamour about the three word method coined by Alison Bornstein on TikTok, celebrity stylist. And she interviewed me and asked me what my words are, who my fashion inspiration was, how I think that the three-word method helps women get dressed every day. And that came out on Glamour.com. So that's my first ever like publication feature. And I was beyond thrilled. It's like all of my wildest childhood dreams coming true. When I tell you, like I literally wrote my college entrance letter about how much I loved fashion magazines and how that like inspired me to go into this career. So that was like pinnacle peak moment of my life and then like a week later I get an email from the Drew Barrymore show a producer asking if they could use my photos because there is a news segment at the top of the Drew Barrymore show where they pick some like top news articles from different sources and so they picked up the glamour article and my Instagram photos were featured on national television and it was like the coolest thing ever it happened on my mom's birthday we were all so excited like jumping up and down it was super cute I got champagne And I'm just like so grateful to have been included in the article which led to the Drew Barrymore show. And it's just a testament to like what we're doing is actually working. (laughs) Yes, we deserve to be put in these publications. It's I'm sure that's an absolutely amazing feeling. I remember one time uh, in college, Seventeen Magazine did a college fashionista like roundup. I was not Mm -hmm. I was like listed in the teeniest, tiniest little caption like it was not an article about me but I thought I was hot shit like obviously so it's just you know it may, it's it is validating it we deserve all of this amazing stuff happening to us well they talk about um I think Ed Milet I was listening to his podcast and he talks about this like the pinata theory is that like when you're working on like a project a passion a side hobby like whatever it is it's like you're basically striking this pinata over and over. And on the outside, it doesn't look like you're making any progress, right? Like, let's say we've been doing this podcast for like a year and a half, besides some metrics on our end. Like, it's just hard to see, like, are people listening to this? Do people care? Whatever. Like, I mean, we love it. We love doing it. We know that some people do, but it's just hard to get an actual gauge, right? But then he goes, every like hit that you're doing the pinata is like building up momentum, but you just can't see it until the pinata cracks. And then all of that work has been worth it because it leads up to these moments. And then it just like flows out all at the end. It's like an explosion of candy and goodness. Yes. So now it's time for Katie's explosion of candy and goodness. So we're manifesting that for you. Mm, But you have some, you have some exciting stuff happening on your other content side. I don't know that you've really covered that on here. 
No, I haven't. So I have another TikTok that I started in July that was really just like a place for me to talk about being outdoors and hiking and nature and all that stuff because that's just like a secondary um, interest, you know? And it didn't, I didn't, I wanted it to be separate because I wanted my like main TikTok page to stay personal slash fashion. Like hiking does not fit into that aesthetic at all. And I was not really willing to try to meld the two because if you've ever tried to do multiple aesthetics on a singular page, it's fucking impossible. Like it's so hard. (laughs) And so that's been going for like four July, August, September, October. Yeah, like four months now. Um, And it's gotten some really good traction. And I have two campaigns coming up. I'm assuming I'm allowed to talk about them. Nobody said like, oh, don't talk about it. But like, so a Neutrogena campaign and a Columbia campaign, both for holiday. Um, So that's really exciting to work with, you know, like big brands, national campaigns. So that look on Hot Girl Hikes on TikTok uh, to see those coming out in like the next month. Snaps for Katie. Snap, 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 snap. snap. <laughs> All right. Now that we're done bragging about ourselves, uh, or any other brags? Anything else that we need to get out? Any other humble brags? You know, mm-hmm. I don't think so. Hopefully next week we have some more, but. Yeah, 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 yeah. Agreed. <laughs> with with that, then, we will move on to our next. It's not really the section. Just the main part of the show now that we're done talking about ourselves, basically. Yeah, probably what you actually came for, which is some, like, fashion news and updates in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Starting right. off, we have the 2023 Met Gala theme was announced. It is Carl Lagerfeld, A Line of Beauty. So Carl oh. Lagerfeld, for those who don't know, although I'm sure if you're listening to this, you're semi-familiar with his work. He is most notably known for his work at Fendi and Chanel. He ran Chanel from like the 80s until 2019 when he died. And then with Fendi... Yep. He was involved with like creative direction. He's the one who created the double F Fendi logo that stands for fun furs because Fendi is a fur house. Um, so he's made an incredible impact on the fashion industry. But what is interesting is that Carl notably hated all retrospectives about past work. He believed that fashion should be forward facing. And so even when he would like donate, I guess, past archival work to the Met for previews, he was like, I don't care. Like, I don't want to go see this exhibit. Like, they, I guess Chanel had an exhibit in 2005 and he, he like didn't care. So the um the guy who was like organizing the exhibit, he was like, Carl would probably hate this. So he's rolling around in his grave. I'm um, sure. Like, I think there's a couple, we'll get to some of the like more controversial things that have happened and why people are upset, but just like from a purely like fashion and also in memoriam standpoint, I feel like you said, this is not something that he would be especially happy with and I know there are lots of iconic designs that people are going to pull out of the closet or like feel inspired by or take inspiration from but honestly this feels like a really weird reflection of how old Anna Wintour is like I (laughs) I think that this is um it, it seems almost out of touch I think for her to pick him as a theme three years past his death like I know that this was previously scheduled for this year right 2022 Mm -hmm. um so now it's going to be 2023 he passed away in 2019 and uh, right like there's of course schedules to adhere to um this last one was a two-parter um but looking back uh at Carl he seems like a really um strong figure of old fashion of Mm -hmm. the the past of fashion and this theme doesn't really feel fun or fresh or new or like it's pushing the future of fashion forward and I also understand that honestly Anna Wintour is not really known for that she's very much like an old school lady she likes establishments and rules and keeping people in and out and that's what she's all about um I'm just not really feeling it it feels really out of touch to me I agree. I'm going to take the devil's advocate, though, and go on the other mm. side and say that the Met Gal- or the Metropolitan Museum is a museum, so they do have to yes. look retrospectively to the past. It's There very rarely right, are any the... exhibits about the future, right? Like, right. I, um, one of our guests, Joey Jett of Jet Brand, he presented at like the Smithsonian in D.C. had a future fashion event, and mm-hmm. 
I mean, I don't even know how long the Smithsonian Institutes have been around. I'm guessing 100 plus years. And this was the first time they had ever had an exhibit about the future. So I think in that way, it inherently does have to be about the past. But I do agree that in even Carl's years leading up to his death, he just said some like really atrocious things that, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he's been really influential in the fashion world. He kind of took the model of like revamping Chanel and having a fresh young designer come in. And a lot of the other houses followed suit in years after. And it, it proved to be a successful model for these larger houses to like revive, um, you know, their older designers. And, but the things that he said leading up to his death are just like, quite frankly, awful. And like that part about it is really tone deaf to me, especially because we are not that far removed from these comments that he had made. Mm -hmm. But Let's talk about why people are mad specifically, and then we'll cover, we'll bounce out lightly and say what the exhibit is actually going to be. So let's go through why people are mad. I made a nice <laughs> bulleted point list. There's a lot. So first list. thing, uh, fat phobia, topic number one. Uh, so he believed all runway models should be sample size and even called Heidi Klum too heavy because she has a big chest. And he also says she smiles too much. Um, he says that no one wants to see curvy woman. He called Adele a little fat, but then he later took that back and said he actually meant Lana Del Rey, which oh. with the time that that comment came out, I believe was like born to die era and that bitch was skinny. So yeah, I, he would have a lot to say about the way that she looks now. I'm sure <laughs> like that's yeah, that's pretty wild. And um, I remember Andre Leon Talley in his memoir. So Andre notoriously struggled with his weight um, and some, like, I believe, like, binge eating problems or something like that and gained a lot of weight later in his career. Uh, As did Carl Lagerfeld. There was a period in time that he was heavier. And Mm. then he, like, lost a lot of weight when he was, like, older. And then he kind of, like, shunned – or this was what Andre Leon Talley's, like, memoir said, um, the chiffon trenches – and he was like, he kind of shunned me after that because of the, like this fat phobia, even though he himself had also been through that process, which is interesting. Yeah. People sometimes have a really hard time like seeing themselves reflected in other people. And mm-hmm. when that does happen, then they don't like it and they push those people away. So I'm sure that that probably had a little bit of something to do with it. Insecurities, man. Yeah. All right. The next piece of... I don't even know what to call it. It, it, Carl sentiment. (laughs) He um, wasn't a big fan of the Me Too movement. Uh, He quote said, if you don't want your pants pulled about, don't become a model. Join a nunnery. There'll always be a place for you in the convent. So pretty uh, heavy on the victim shaming there. Just not a good look. Like, I don't know. It's Models are really oftentimes abused in the industry in more than one way. So it's very clear that he was not really an advocate of models' rights or treating models fairly and kindly. Um, It's just not a good look. Uh, He also didn't believe in gay marriage as a gay man himself. And he said this in a 2010 article for Vice. Um, His reasoning, that's in quotes because that's not an actual reason. But he was just like, kids should have a mother and two men can't be fathers okay bringing it back around to like the (laughs) self-hatred thing like yeah like if he didn't like he had weight problems he was a gay man and he's espousing both of these things that like very clearly it 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 seems obvious to me that this man didn't really like himself that much yes and to round out the um shit list let's go he also put claudia schiffer in blackface and yellowface in 2010 in an ad campaign um which don't do it it wasn't like it didn't look like it was meant to be like derogatory like uh Dolce and Gabbana I mean it's inherently derogatory um but just like hire a black and an Asian model it's like I I don't get it next top model when they when Tyra used to put people in weird ass shit and that was very clearly of someone else's culture I'm like looking back on it now I'm like girl I mean we've come a long way and in the past 12 years I'll say that but like I feel like then you still knew that that just was <laughs> yeah. not necessary. It was not necessary. So not necessary, those, no. there's a short list. There's more stuff if you want to look on the internet. Like there's plenty of stuff. Um, again, this is all leading up to his death in 2019. So 
we're just going to cover really quick what the exhibit's going to look like if you mm-hmm. feel inclined to check it out. Um, Carl drew everything he ever designed um and apparently these drawings were really detailed and like his seamstresses and his team like knew exactly like what to create based on these so the idea of it is that every um piece there will be 150 pieces from throughout his career he also um designed at Balmain, Patou, Chloe, Fendi, and Chanel so from all of those five houses oh in his own line will be 150 pieces and they'll Mm. all have the they all have the 2D drawing next to the 3D garment. So that's kind of like it's supposed to be that's cool. coming to life. So I like that's that. cool. And it will open um, May 5th to July 16th next year in New York City at the Met Gala or at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. And the Met Gala will be on May 1st this year. Um, so you can expect to see a whole lot of Chanel. Anna Wintour herself has been wearing Chanel oh, to the I'm Met sure. Gala almost every year since 20, nope, since 2005 when they had the Chanel exhibit. And they haven't announced the host yet. I'm hoping it's Kristen Stewart, Nicole Kidman, oh, two big yeah. faces of Chanel over the years. Although yeah. I believe Kristen Stewart's Chanel contract is almost up, isn't it? We talked about oh. that before. Yeah, we did. I don't know when it comes up, but it's got to be sometime soon. Because Twilight's been about 10 years now. Oh, don't age me. <laughs> oh, I know. I love it. Oh, so for those who... If you haven't heard that in the past, basically, Kristen Stewart sh- signed an exclusive contract with Chanel in her Twilight days, and it was a 10-year contract, so she couldn't wear anything on the red carpet. So I think we talked about it in context of some of the things that she's worn on the red carpet and us not loving it and it not being yeah. like a true reflection of her style because she was boxed right. into a single house, and she's like uh, amused for that house. Um, so interested to see how people take that. People love a theme and they love going over the top and kind of camp s these past few years which apparently yeah. Anna Wintour hates so maybe that is a bonus of this theme for her is that like you can't do that much with tweed and pearls right well and I wonder if people are going to use this as a platform to maybe speak out about things that he specifically was controversial about like maybe someone like Lizzo or I was just thinking Lizzo needs to like show up yeah, or, um, you know, maybe, like, someone who is a gay couple might show up and do something or, like, very specifically shun the theme. And I don't know. What would be the exact opposite of Karl Lagerfeld? Or I wonder if some people won't go and protest. Maybe. Like, Jam- Jamila Jamal, who's an actress oh, yeah. and, like, an activist. She's yeah. been very outspoken in the years um, following his death about, like, he was not a great man. I don't know where we're worshiping, the- worshiping him. There's so many other great designers with kind hearts and attitudes um, but I think that like leads to a bigger question here too is like can you separate problematic people from their creative work it's which so has been hard. a theme in the media lately with Kanye which mm-hmm. we're not going to get into it we feel like that's been covered um, and our opinion isn't <laughs> needed there like but right, like he's being an anti-semite like that's pretty obviously wrong so it just like doesn't really feel like something that we want to cover Yes. Um, but it, it's just interesting because I feel like that's going to keep coming up in these, you know, next years. And can you judge people by what they said in the past? Uh, specifically, can you judge people who have died by what they said in the past? Like, It's all wrapped up right in what cancel culture is. What's the future mm-hmm. of cancel culture? Can you like obviously you can learn and grow as a person and you're not the same person that you were 10 years ago. Well, hopefully you're not. Some people are. But, you know, it's like, how are you going to be held responsible for something that you said when you were in a completely different world mindset, et cetera? It's all really hard It's because our lives and thoughts and opinions are being so heavily documented like never before. Mm -hmm. Unprecedented times. I almost feel like I can use that word again. Oh my god, I forgot about that word. I didn't get PTSD <laughs> from it, so I think you can. Um, but on the bright side, neither of us can afford Chanel. Also, it's not run by Carl Lagerfeld anymore, so... Oh my god, but his brand, like the Carl Lagerfeld brand, has really taken a nosedive since he's died. <sighs> like, I, it's so bad. It's so ugly. And it's like, Carl, he has some quote about, like, he would never leave the house in sweatpants. Something like trashing sweatpants. And then I go into Marshalls and TJ Maxx, and his name is on a pair of clearance bedazzled sweatpants. Like, oh my god so awful and i remember posted a tiktok and someone got mad at me and they were like why are we like criticizing like such an important designer after his death i'm like he did this to himself yeah 
This what? is his that brand. That makes no sense. That makes yeah, no sense. I was like, chill out. Stop trying to defend him. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that is our Met Gala coverage until yeah. we meet on the first Monday of May. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So next in the high fashion world, I have a little convo I want to float up to Katie. She says she was mm-hmm. not as familiar, and so I'm here to fill everyone in, and that is... Is Amelia Gray the next nepotism it girl top model a la Bella Hadid style? For those who don't know, Amelia Gray or her full name, Amelia Gray Hamlin, it seems like her like stage name is just Amelia Gray. Um, but she's the daughter of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Lisa Renna and actor Harry Hamlin. Uh, if you know anything about me, it is that as I'm a Real Housewives stan and I love Beverly Hills. That's one of my favorite seasons or um, favorite like cities to watch. So I have been familiar with Amelia for several years. I believe Lisa came on in like 2015. So at least like seven years. She's been on the show, um, which is funny because that's kind of uh, Gigi and Bella's stories too because their mom was also on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and they went into modeling but you see um, Amelia and she had the older sister Delilah Bell and they both get into modeling you know late teens when they're young I remember when Amelia got her first like uh, billboard in LA and it was like a Hudson jeans ad and like Mm -hmm. at the time she was like booking more commercial but now Mm -hmm. I think about it I was like that was probably 2018 that was probably like four years ago that she's been working on this and yeah this season was the first time, like, scrolling through all the shows, and I'd be like, oh, there she is. There she is. She was on a lot of the top runways. She was on Diesel, Vivian Westwood, Balenciaga, where she was covered in facial piercings, and she was the Balenciaga bride. So being a bride in a show is a high honor for a model. Um, Richard Quinn, Alexander Wang, GCDS, Yeezy, Tommy Now, which was the Tommy Hilfiger show. Um, and she was just, like, everywhere. She's been very popular on TikTok and Instagram. She, like, bleached her eyebrows, which is a hip thing to do. Then she shaved them off. She, in 2020 to 2021, dated Scott Disick for, like, a year, which I feel like really helped with, like, her fame level and just being, like, covered by tabloids and stuff. But I just, like, I feel like after this past fashion month, it's, like, kind of in my brain solidified that she is, like, about to like skyrocket in terms of like modeling fame so what do you think makes her different from kendall or bella or Gigi? like what's her brand going to be because what is another fashion it girl who comes from a background of famous families at this point like you need to do something to set yourself apart so do you have a thought about maybe is is it her personal style is it her tiktok career is it her vulnerability like what's it gonna be let's talk about her vulnerability on the show beverly hills she was very open about having an eating disorder from like Mm. bullying in high school and was really open in that whole process and like talked about like recovery and i think that aspect of it was like you really like got to know her as a person and she would like you know you just really see someone's like you know, dark sides and like how she would deal with that. So I feel like that draws people to her. But of recent, because unless you watch Housewives, and that was several years ago, you wouldn't know that if you just followed her on TikTok or Instagram right, I today. Don't know. Right. And I do feel like her vibe is very similar to Bella's. It's, um, mm. you know, she has dark hair. She has a chiseled face. Um, she has big lips, which you look at her mom, like obviously runs in the family. And... She has kind of that, like, semi-weird girl aesthetic happening. Like, she just, like, looks almost alien-esque in certain Mm -hmm. ways that gives her that, like, cool girl look. But Mm -hmm. I can't sit here and tell you what would distinguish her apart from... I feel like her and Bella are similar in the modeling Nepo baby world in that way. But I don't know how I would, like, distinguish them apart besides the fact that, like, Amelia's younger. She's 21. So Mm, maybe she has a little more draw with, like, Gen Gen Z. Z. And she's really good at TikTok and social media. And so I feel like part of it is people are just going to start being a fan of her now. And they're just going to grow with her. Yeah, for sure. Because Gen Z obviously does love Bella Hadid. Mm. I... Yeah, my thoughts on her, I don't really know her. Um, I'll be paying attention to her now. 
but I, I want I want to know more like I want something to like set her apart like I want her to have a successful career that's maybe like not just a copycat Bella Hadid you know what I mean agreed but sometimes you got to copy the blueprint until you have enough space to do it your own way we'll see how she goes so that's our watch out of modeling watch outs that wasn't a good sentence, but that's our model watch out. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Not every transition can be the smoothest ever. Like this one here, because we're just going to start talking about Halloween now because it's the <laughs> middle of October. You may or may not have planned ahead. Honestly, our month has been absolute insanity, which we'll get to talk about in our outfit recap. So if you are like us and have been putting things off, but still want to show up and show out for Halloween, we have some pop culture outfit ideas for you that are going to feel relevant, feel fashionable. You might even have some of these pieces in your closet already, which is the ultimate, the ultimate, you know, like you don't want to have to go out and buy a bunch of stuff last minute. I tried to make my costumes like approachable for at home, easily thriftable or easily using what you yes. have, which we did yes. the same thing last year. I went and looked yeah. at our suggestions and I feel like that's just, you don't need to go to spirit Halloween and spend like no, $60 on the on worst polyester. quality costume. Like they're yes. awful quality. They're so bad. And you're only going to wear it once. So what is the harm or like what's the point in spending that much money? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. We have three apiece. Do I actually have four because I couldn't decide what two of them are kind of similar. Two of them could really be the same um the same base. It just the spin is where you take it. Well, so, I have I can do four. I had an extra that I cut, but we'll bring it back in. Okay, fabulous. All right. So I'll start off with my my two that could be combined. The first one is an American apparel model. So as mm. we know, being an indie sleaze girl is going to be hot. You want to be ahead of it. It's been the next new aesthetic for like a year now that people are predicting. So the way to achieve this is going to be um, getting a micro mini, pleated micro mini. You may or may not have one of these already, but they are highly thriftable. Um, not like your khaki mini, but like a circle skirt, right? Um, then you're going to want some thigh high socks, a tiny crop top or a bodysuit. Don't wear a bra because they never wear bras in those ads. You'll have your hair natural, so no crazy hair, no crazy makeup, just something really natural. Um, and then you're going to want to make whoever you're going with wear all white uh, so that they can be your background. And then also <laughs> carry a camera to take direct flash photos of you all evening. Yes, so digital that's my, camera. Yeah, that is my idea. Um, the adjacent idea to that is similar concept for the items needed. Um, a plaid skirt a white button up and a cardigan um, because you are going to be going as Rachel Berry from Glee as, <laughs> Leah Michelle, as Leah Michelle has made her resurgence in lucky girl on Broadway. And there's going to be a Glee uh, documentary coming out all about all the different scandals and the Glee curse associated with the show. This could be a really funny idea. Um, so like I said, plaid skirt, white button up. There's a very specific photo of her from like the, the promos of her in a yellow cardigan. I think that would be really easy to find. Um, some ballet flats with knee high socks. And then the kicker here is if you have long brown hair, get some fake bangs. Um, and if you don't have long brown hair, just get a banged wig. Um, uh, and there you go. Maybe carry around a microphone. Uh, make sure to be super loud and obnoxious and sing all night long. Sounds really fun to me. Uh, you have to pretend you can't read. Uh, yes. No reading all night. Make everybody read the menus if you go somewhere. Um, that's called commitment. I, yeah. 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 So that's my first set of ideas. Okay. Um, my first idea is you go as the... 2022 icon i'm going with Ooh. she's winning this year we're not to our verb fashion awards yet but i know this woman is going to be taking a lot of awards and that is miss julia fox Ooh, yes 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 yeah, so obviously she started out this year dating kanye west and then she's really made a name for herself independently after that just being like a fashion icon and i think lately 
people on TikTok are just really loving her takes. She's very intellectual and I feel like emotionally intelligent and she's able to communicate that. So here are some ideas for recreating some Julia Fox moments. The first one is the iconic grocery store moment. So you're going to take out your best Calvin Klein bralette and boy short set with the little white rib top and you're wearing that. Over top of it, you're wearing a blazer, a denim one. Perhaps did you have it? Perhaps you could sub a denim jacket and then make the little denim tall boots that people have been making on TikTok. Basically, you mm-hmm. just cut off a pair of the bottom of jeans and just tuck it into the boot to cover it. And some sunglasses and some big earrings. Look number two is a body bearing another denim moment that she so th- um so kindly DIY'd for us on Instagram and she mm. took the pair of light wash jeans she cut off the waistband and then used the waistband as a tiny bandeau of a top and then mm. still wore the jeans and then looks like maybe she had a second pair of jeans that she then made into a hobo style bag so both of these require a bit of body confidence from you but Halloween's the time to show off. So if you're looking for a sexy you. costume, um, and you know I'm always leaning towards the sexy options, Julia Fox is a great moment. Also, you must do the black Julia Fox eyeshadow. Oh, you have to. Like, that is a requirement. And bonus points if you feel like bleaching your eyebrows. Yes, or you could, like, cover them up with makeup and concealer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If you're not really fully ready to commit. <laughs> And then you have to go around saying uncut jams all night. Uncut jams. Yes. (laughs) So that is idea number one from me. All right. My idea number two is someone who has had also a killer year, perhaps one of the albums of the summer, and that's going as Harry Styles. I think this could be a really fun costume for yourself as a lady or if you're trying to get your man to dress up as somebody and you want it to be fun and outlandish and you don't have to go buy a bunch of stuff and he can fit in your clothes go do that so what you're going to need is a bra top if you're not gonna go like bare chested and if you are and you do have boobies you should probably tape your blazer shut um a loud blazer of some kind some flared pants a feather boa platform shoes a faux microphone see this this is all stuff that you have in your closet like this i think is one of the ones that is the easiest to come up with without buying something platform shoes have been around for a minute feather boa maybe do you have a small cousin who plays dress up like and if you go to the dollar store Literally, it's going to be so easy to find flared pants. You probably have those somewhere or you know someone that does. A loud blazer. Again, that is super thriftable. A microphone, a bra. Like this one's super easy um, and not too difficult. Also, you'll be having fun. Like this isn't this is a fun one to go dance around in. And then whenever your his songs come on at Halloween, which they inevitably will, you get to sing them. That was one that I had considered, but I didn't put on my list, so I'm glad I didn't, so that oh, we have good. some more options to bring to the people. My next one is based off of the Met Gala theme, and mm. that is if you're a fashion girl and you, let's say you were a fan of Carl's, a lot of people were, and you were familiar with his cat, Chopet, that would be going as, um, this is a good couple costume or bestie costume, whatever you want to do, but one person goes as Carl's cat, Chopet, who was a yes. white fluffy cat. So you get a little white bob and you get a little white cat ears and then you just wear like white furry. Like you just get to look hot, like wear something white and skimpy with a little bit of fur on it and you're a cat, Easy. duh. And then mm-hmm. your Carl Lagerfeld will wear a black slim tux. Hopefully they have one on hand with a white wig, big black sunglasses a la Carl. And then yep. bonus points if you want to have like a little rhinestone brooch on the tie, a little fan. Um, but that's just kind of a classic fashion girl costume that always does look really cute when someone does it. We were in sync for our second picks because I also almost put Carl on my list. I love the addition of Chopet. Like that is for the cat girlies. I wanted to give um I want to give our audience some solo costumes, some couple costumes. My next one's a group, so I really thought about all angles here. My next one is a couple's costume. All right, let's hear it. And that is going as Courtney and Travis. Yes. So you can, if you are the Courtney, just get a flipped black bob wig. 
like a cross necklace choker, leather corset or harness top. Um, if you go the harness route, just like throw a black t-shirt on, a leather mini skirt, platform shoes, perhaps some knee high socks again. Make sure everything is all black. And then just have your man wear a bald cap <laughs> or if he um, has like not long hair or something that he can just tuck up into a beanie and he doesn't want to wear the bald cap, that's fine. Any kind of band t-shirt or just like rock and roll t-shirt, put fake tattoos all over his arms, some black sunglasses, skinny jeans, bands, like again, super easy and you get to be hot. He gets to look hot. Like it's going to be a good time. That's a winning costume. Plus, okay. you guys can just make out all night, and no one can say anything. <laughs> and you just, like, sit on his lap everywhere you go. Perfect. Yes, exactly. Okay, my next costume idea was a – it's a group costume. So let's say you're in college. You got a whole group of girlfriends or after college, yeah. whatever stage of life. Um, but you want to do a big group costume because those are always really fun. Um, based off of the Netflix documentary that came out this year and the resurgence and obsession with uh, early 2010s millennial fashion, I had Ooh. the bling ring. I don't know what this is. The bling ring? You're not familiar? Yeah. They're the people. No, what so is this? It was a group of teenagers in Beverly Hills, and they went around and they would rob the height oh. of celebrities' houses, and then they made yes. a movie out of it with Emma yes. Roberts starring in it, or sorry, Emma Watson, not Emma Roberts. And yes, yes. basically, you just get to wear like absurd millennial fashion. So, um, like a still from the movie, you have like a chevron poncho, and you have a white fur vest. <laughs> You're wearing like the really big oversized sunglasses, which is both of our vibes. We always love that. Let's love. say a bandage mini skirt. You just like really go to the nines in fashion. And then, fashion. Yes. And then you can carry around some like Starbucks cups and just like, I don't know. It's, it's just like a fun. It may take a little bit of explanation, but for like, let's say an Instagram or a TikTok where you can provide some context, it'll be perfect. Yes. And then right, my last we, one that I was going to yeah. say, because I said I would do four, um, this one is just cheeky. Again, may take a little bit of explanation, but I think it would be fun. Um, you dress up as basically a hot cop. Stay with me now. I know that's a touchy subject. A hot cop. Okay, okay. A hot cop. I mean, being a, fas- a hot cop. Well, I was going to say. Classic. Yeah, a fashionable hot cop. So okay. maybe you're wearing like a little black, a little navy mini dress maybe a micro mini with a corset like um i think meow has like a pinstriped one that would look really cute and then you're just gonna look like a cop but you're also gonna look very fashionable so you need some accessory you need some bling you need to be on trend and then you get a little you get a little notepad and you run around being the fashion police all night and you write people little notes and you can basically act like your best Joan Rivers self from Fashion Police on E! News, which was, like, one of my favorite shows. I loved watching that. And, like, write bitchy comments about people's outfits all night because they can't blame you because you're in character. Yeah. You could even put, like, an FP on the back of whatever your – like, if you have a little jacket or something or, like, Great up idea. on your top little left chest. And then people will be like, what's FP? And then Fashion Police, you're written up. You know, maybe I'll do it because for a second I was like, I want to be Kim K in the Balenciaga, like – caution tape outfit but i'm not gonna be able to pee and then i was like oh i'll make like uh, a top and pants i can like tuck in but i realized the issue is it's like i won't be able to like sew anything without putting in zippers because the caution tape is not going to stretch at all plastic yeah Yeah. so i've hit a wall on that costume idea in terms of actually being able to use the restroom and if we're you can make andrew be a fashion victim and he's just wearing a really bad outfit he told me he wants to be a sexy doctor. Kevin, Love, I think I uh, added the word sexy in there, but oh, he wants he to just be wants a- to be a doctor. Original Andrew, so original. He's been as Kevin Love, the basketball player, for like six years in a row. Right. So at least he's Anything branching out different. from that. Anything, yeah, different. right. Do you have a Halloween costume idea? We were gonna be um, a- an astronaut and an alien. Um, not super Classic. like, yeah, not super inventive, but I got a really cute little, um, uh, metallic blue mini skirt from one of my friends, um, that she was just like, Oh, I don't want this anymore. And I was like, I could definitely use that. So I'm not sure if I'll end up being the alien or the astronaut TBD. I have literally no other items for this costume, so it could change. We'll see. I'm a last minute girl when it comes to Halloween. Same. 
it's whatever we can throw together. So with that, that is our Halloween costume ideas. Last year, after Halloween, we did a review of all the celebrities' Halloween costumes. So it could be fun to revisit that in the beginning of November. Yeah. All right. Are we ready to talk about outfits now? Yes, we are. All right. As a reminder to everybody listening, you can go take a look at all of the pictures of our outfits that you will definitely surely want to look at on our Instagram at Verve Podcast, and that's linked in the show notes. Anna Grace, you're first this week, question mark? I am. You're so good at remembering. I had a good check. (laughs) So for context, everyone, last weekend, we were in Kentucky for our good friend Caitlin and Ira's wedding, and it was the most fabulous weekend ever. So we have a few outfits from that and then a few sprinkled in from last week. So I will give the context of where we were and then you just know that Katie has an outfit for the same event coming up. So the first thing we did on Friday is we went to Keeneland, which is a horse race in Kentucky for those who are familiar. And it was like opening day of the fall season. So we were like, okay, horse race vibes. We wanted to wear the little fascinator hats and the unexpected twist going into this weekend. Cause it was like, you know, early October, it could be a crapshoot. It could be kind of warm or it could be kind right. of cold. Uh, last minute, it got kind of cold. So I think we were all semi-scrambling, had to like rethink what we were wearing, except for Katie, who had already packed and couldn't change anything she was wearing. Right. Because I had a weekend, a wedding the weekend before. It's part of the whole drama. Well, you guys saw my wedding weekend outfits from that weekend in last week's episode or two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I forget at this point. Anyway, we've seen those outfits. They know the story. Yes. So you'll get more on that later. But I decided to wear this like long sleeve smocked ruffle dress that I have. I bought it off my friend who bought it from Lulu's on clearance. Couldn't return it. Didn't fit her. Fits me. And then I'll take. Yeah, I'll take it. So I wore for like um, Thanksgiving last year. Anyway, it's cute. It's fall. My whole theme for the weekend when I was packing was fall florals and fur. Like literally every outfit had an aspect of that. And then I just have on these like. They were like a tannish colored tight, but they look straight skin tone here. I was trying to get one shade darker at Target, but they didn't have my size. And I, you know, don't love it. But it is what it is. I decided Wait, to you wear... don't like it? What? My, the color of Your the tights? tights? Yeah. No, just because I got these pair of tights when we were thrifting like last year that I love that were like, the color was mocha. Almond? Almond or something like that. Yeah. And they were I like, like I the... remember them the perfect color they were like a little bit rip? darker than this and they ripped because tights uh, always rip. tights do that um target had like a good color but they didn't have my size in store but i'd be willing to try that but i end up ripping these that night anyway um oh, no. i know when i was taking them off i'm just bad i guess i have nails which doesn't help it's so hard i mean that's why i spent money on the sheer text ones which i have mixed feelings about um should i do it but- or no well, my problem is is that they aren't sheer enough, and I did size up um, because tight tights are, like, the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could be that they're technically a size too big, so then they're not, like, stretching enough to be the sheerness level that they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But that's my that's my qualm, is that I want them to be, like, a 20 denier, and they're, like, a 35 or a 40. Okay, well, I'm very particular on that. So maybe I'll just keep ripping tights every time I wear them. Yeah. Um, And then over top, I was so thankful I brought a jacket. I was like one of the only people that wore one. And I just have this like leather jacket that I thrifted. I think it's like old BCBG Maxara with like this big brown fur collar. And then I have a my little Burberry purse, which was perfect because it has little horse bits on it. So I was like, this is my purse of the weekend. And then I got like a little maroon fascinator off of Amazon and then my Tom Ford tunnies. And um, my biggest qualm with this outfit is that my brown and my jacket and my bag are different shade of brown than my boots. Um, but you went to oh. lose some. Yeah, I get was, that. I when you're like dressing for like that. an occasion you're you're like kind of boxed into a certain amount of parameters it just is what Mm -hmm. it is right that was the one sacrifice that had to be made yes so then that night we had the rehearsal dinner slash welcome party and i wore this dress that i picked up in greenville when i was down there it's super cute it's got like a puff sleeve it's got like a tight kind of bandeau style top across the chest and then a bubble hem which trend report ding 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 
True. We've been talking about that for a few seasons now. Um, and I finally decided I was into it, at least with this dress. It's so cute. Um, yeah. It's like I a love black... the silhouette. Thank you. Yeah. I love um, – it's very kind of like romantic in a way. And it's got like a black background with like pink and tans kind of floral print all in it. I wore this with um, – I wore my fleece line tights that night because I knew it was going to be cold with my black sheer tights over it, my tall Vince Camuto tan booties. And I did spray all of my suede boots before going down there because I knew we'd be in grass and stuff. And I'm happy to report that the boots all made it back in great Yay. condition. And then on, over top, I have my um, Afghan, like, penny lane style coat. Uh, this also had a lot of browns in it, but I did not mind my mix here. Then the next day, Saturday, was the wedding. And yes. I was a bridesmaid, so I did not fully select my dress but caitlin had chose a color from show me your moo and we got to pick the style of dress that we wanted um, so in this photo it's me and um my friend Haley, and so we're wearing two different style dresses that we've chose and mine's like a ruffly top with a v-neck and it made the girls look really good i also wore a push-up bra because i was like this is their time to shine and I got a lot of compliments. So <laughs> love that. Everyone was like, damn, girl. And then it has a little ruffle peplum. And then it's like a drops down. And there's two ruffles at the bottom. And it's a little midi dress. And I wore these shoes that I was gifted by Nina shoes that were like a little pump satin pointed toe with a like jeweled ankle band across it. And they kind of end up being like the perfect color, but those I sprayed and protected, and they did get stained still. So mm. need to figure out how to wash those. But I really like this dress because I felt pretty in it, and it wasn't tight, and it had like movement and flowy. So I wasn't concerned about like sucking in for photos or getting yeah. bloated from dinner, and like all concerns that women have when you're at this kind of event. Um, but the downside to this dress is all of ours in different styles. The fabric just like snagged so easily. Mm. And so I brought it back. I just like washed it and everything. And I'm just like, I would maybe wear this again to a different wedding yeah. in the future. But there's snags all over it. So I'm going to contact That's the company. Safe. We're going to see what happens. But it's like yeah. $200 dress. It's not cheap. Yeah, why not? And then... I have an outfit from when I was in D.C. on Friday. So this is like basically a week later. The following Friday, I went to a concert um, Thursday night with Andrew. And it was like two DJs. No one really know them. It's like Kid and 1778L maybe. You don't it's even like, know them. <laughs> it's like a robot like name like how am i supposed to remember that and the other one's like kid but then the i is a question mark so both of mm -hmm. those difficult to pronounce the way that mm -hmm. they're spelled um but then the next day we did some like coffee shop work and then like walked around dc we were by like union market which is like a cute area so here i wore i got inspiration from those photos of anne hathaway looking like her character oh, yeah. from devil wears Prada. andy yeah. andy yeah so i'm wearing like my little black turtleneck my croc um, like trench coat thing and then Zara wide leg ripped jeans with some black boots and sunnies and my Burberry purse was just like my favorite fall purse to break out so love that outfit um, and then shortly after that photo I spilled a margarita all over my pants wow. um, which was devastating but you know it happens to the best of us and then <laughs> my Sorry, I was getting a call. Um, and then my last outfit is actually from yesterday. We went to go girl boss, get some guests on the podcast for y'all. So if you have any suggestions or um, if you have a story you'd like to tell and think that you want to come on here, shoot us an email. We'd love to hear from you. We've already gotten another response while recording. So things are happening. We did? Yes. We had a good look. Um, oh, yes. Okay, sweet. So good things coming. Good things yeah. coming. Um, so that the outfit was lucky in that sense. And I was late to meet Katie. It was like 9.05 when I was starting to get dressed and need to do my makeup. And I told myself I was going to leave at 9.15, which did not happen. Um, so I was kind of struggling, scrambling, putting on an outfit. I originally had a different outfit planned with like my red leather jacket and my um, Jordans or whatever. 
but mm-hmm. I was like, I wore that to the flea market in the spring. Oh. I can't wear the same outfit, um, which no one else probably cares about, but I do. So I was like, let's switch it up. So I wore my little purple plaid jacket, like a white ribbed long sleeve, my J. Crew jeans that I've been absolutely loving. I'm wearing them all the time. Uh, black shoes with the little silver buckles and then a coordinating like black and silver uh, 2000-esque like leather belt that I thrifted and then for purses I had my Telfar bag for my like iPad and everything and then I got this studded purse in the front thrifting in DC I went to Goodwill on our way out of town and I found this purse that I am absolutely obsessed with and speaking of like the double bag trend from our fashion month recap these are like a good duo together. That's why yeah, I pulled it out really before we took are. this photo. Because I was like, they cute. They play. And I loved my little black silver like moments everywhere. So that's my weekend outfit. It was all in all, I guess, great. I had some yeah. comments, but I'm always going to be self-critical. So otherwise, happy fall. Happy fall. Let's scoot on back to keeneland now to talk about my outfit so we got you got the rundown right it's a horse race so like we said i had to pack a whole week in advance because we had back-to-back wedding weekends so i'm getting all of these texts monday tuesday wednesday about how are you guys updating your outfits it's gonna be so cold all weekend like blah 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 here's what i'm adding and i'm like guys i'm fucked like i have zero (laughs) recourse that is not like buying something new. And I really was not, I was not in the brain space to be doing that. So I did get cold, um, with this outfit. I did not have a jacket, but it was fine. It's whatever. That is not what I came away from the day. Um, remembering. So as you can see, I obviously have this giant fastener on my head. I did not realize how large it was going to be. I love a drama moment, so it's it's really fine. I ended up switching halfway through the day with our friend Rosie, who really ended up liking mine over hers. Um, so overall, it worked out fine, and it ended up being a good color match for my dress, which I got from Rent the Runway. Um, I had a really good Rent the Runway um, experience this time around. Um, everything that I picked, uh, like worked well, it fit, which I did not even try anything on, um, (laughs) before, like I was just like free balling it the whole time. Like this was not, um, a well-planned week as far as that goes. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get the brand here. So this blue dress, it uh, it is Essential Antwerp. It was it's called the Visbeth Puff Sleeve Dress. Um, I liked it. It's very eighties, like with the puff and with the like um, wrapping situation in front with this long, um, flowy section down the side. Um, but we did see that a handful of times in our spring summer twenty three runway recap um, mm-hmm. down the side on the skirt. So it was really flattering too. This was. Um, a good dress to not worry about getting bloated in um, because of that little wraparound in the front situation. I only had one purse and that was my silver purse. Uh, it was just literally a purse. I shouldn't have had it in this photo. And also the boots were not my first choice. I had these little sandal um, strappy clear. They were clear straps with like a woven um block heel situation going on would have been really cute if it had been 20 degrees warmer um so overall fine outfit i liked the dress everything else was just kind of uh, unfortunately a little bit off but there was nothing to really do about it then the wait you forgot your gloves Oh, right. I also had some little green mesh gloves, which were really fun to wear. Everyone was like, oh, my God, your gloves are so cute. Um, So maybe I'll wear those this winter. Like, who doesn't love a glove moment? Oh, another thing I want to say about Keeneland is the fact that, like, we were the only group wearing fascinators there. So, oh, yeah. Like the little derby hats. But everyone, I I personally got two comments just walking through from strangers being like, oh, my God, your group is so cute, like, blah, blah, blah. So I think that people loved it. People just don't know how to dress like us. Like, honestly, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. It's hard being icons. 
<laughs> it really is. Um, so then the next outfit that I have was from dinner that night when everyone else went to the rehearsal dinner. Um, those of us that were not in the bridal party went to this really cute restaurant called uh, Lime. I kept calling it LimeWire, um, but that was just like a 2000s throwback. It was called Lime Water. Um, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, it was a tough uh, dinner to sit through after being drunk at Keeneland all day, gotta say. Um, we were really making sure that we did not disrupt the crowd. We were toning ourselves down for sure. This dress was also a Rent the Runway purchase. I'm absolutely obsessed with it. It's from the brand called Fuzzy. Um, and I totally would have bought it except for that to buy it would have cost me almost $600. So not happening. Um, Seems thriftable. Yeah. Like the right. pattern, it's like, you know, it's yeah, it was really soft and it flowed really nicely. I do wish it had been a little bit tighter. Maybe I could have gotten a small instead of a medium, but that is not a risk that I'm ever willing to take on rent the runway, especially for an event. Mm. Um, it had long mesh sleeves, uh, turtleneck. The print um, is right. Very pretty and floral. Um, great garden party dress, which is where we ended up wearing this to for the um, rehearsal dinner party. Paired it with my leather jacket, silver purse, um, same black boots, did some darker makeup. Um, these boots did bruise my toes. Um, like my toenails are bruised underneath. I got a pedicure done this week and they took my nail polish off and it was alarming. Um, yeah, one of my my pinky toe is messed mm -hmm. up from Vegas. It is like black underneath there. So Ugh. hopefully by next summer it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> And then moving on to the actual wedding outfit. This was a black dress, again, from Rent the Runway. I was really into this, like, long turtleneck style, I guess. Um, it's very fall-friendly. Uh, this was sleeveless, though. I actually had a little pink um, scarf that I bought at uh, Nordstrom Rack. And... I don't know if I, I think I talked about it on TikTok, not on here, but like a big, long, bright scarf with fringe on the end was one of my like fall, winter want to purchase purchases. So that's fun to have checked that off. And I paired it with my long dangly earrings, a red lip, pulled my hair back in a nice little bun. And then the purse and the shoes moment. Um, the purse is thrifted and I love it dearly. I'm going to have to figure out how to repair it because it's like, got a little a few little scuffs where like the fake leather has worn off mm. um but these shoes were a last minute purchase um they were the one thing that i was like okay if i find anything to amend for this weekend i need to find shoes because i had like open toe strappy sandal situation and my toes would have frozen um our shoe wise were very similar yeah so uh, unintentionally these were mm -hmm. a Nordstrom clearance purchase um, and they perfectly fit in with the purse and little mm -hmm. orange suede with like an ankle crystal strap um, relatively comfortable they got more comfortable as the night went on you know but you can only wear heels for like so many hours by the time we got to like the after party I was in my slippers you wore my Uggs oh, which I yes. then made you give me back for the walk home because it was frigid right just Week later outfits, they are weekend outfits. I had a casual weekend. I wore my um, Jordans, uh, the denim ones that I got sent. Um, I've been trying to figure out how to wear them. I took the little uh, gold jewels off of the front. Um, they were a little loud for what <laughs> I wanted. <laughs> um, but with my Mickey sweatshirt, the jean jacket, um, silver purse, silver jewelry, heart necklace, slicked back bun. It was a really good, um, casual day drinking, running around outfit. Some little girl in target told me that I looked cute. So you know that that's always like the best wow. compliment. And then my outfit that we went in girl Boston, um, long denim skirt, uh, little cropped skull t-shirt with a mesh, um, shirt underneath, for a, I don't know, Y2K mid-2000s like layering moment there. Um, silver tennis shoes, silver necklaces. Um, I need to figure out how to wear this skirt more. I am proud of this outfit only because there's truly nothing else in my closet clean and it still came together in a reasonable <laughs> way. Um, so that is my weekend outfits. I, like Anna Grace, had, you know, 
things to say about it, but it wasn't anything crazy. And that's that. And that concludes our episode for the week. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to our show. As always, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Bird Podcast to see photos and anything that you would need to know from the show this week. You can follow our personal accounts. They'll be linked below as well. Um, rate us five stars because you love us and we're so good at this. And that's it. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Verve is the only source for everything fashion on the internet. If you've been inspired to get dressed up for yourself this week, tag us to be featured on our Instagram at Verve Podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Katie Gassman and at Anna Grace Averett. Links are in the show notes. This podcast is written and produced by Katie Gassman and Anna Grace Averett. Edited by Katie Gassman. Creative direction by Anna Grace Averett. This has been a three beverage media production.